trying to get our two boys ready to carry them to the golf tournament for practice, right? Twelve cats live across the road. Our door's open. Screen's broke. We need to get a new screen door. But the screen's broke, so you can come in through the screen, but you can't get back out of it. I turn and look. There's a little kitty cat in our, in our kitchen. So I said, what are you doing in here, little kitty cat? By that time, eh, the cat turns, tries to get back out. That screen won't go that way. Cat starts going all crazy. And I told our players, we need more dogs. Bo's barking in the back. I have to go shut Bo up. Mel's like, what's going on? I said, there's a cat in the house. Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat in the house. So I told our players, I tried to let it out the front door. The cat's still going crazy in there. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here well, looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. Coming to you almost live from the Behind the Call studio, welcome to Behind the Call. That's a good one. I love that accent. Maybe if I don't eat my mic, it'd be a little bit better. How's that sound? Um, yeah, no, uh, the accent makes my accent look... No. Oh, it, it makes my accent look a lot better than what it is. <laughs> yeah. You don't realize how bad your accent is until you talk to somebody who's not from around here. And that was Coastal Carolina's coach, right? Yes, and it that, was. That. Yeah. I don't know what year that was from. It's, it hasn't been too long ago. No. A few years, but... Is my dog barking? Yes. yes we'll solve that in a minute. Uh, yeah, this is behind the call, and it's been – when was Coach Gage on? When was Coach Courtney Oh, on? that was before the season, so that was back in August. Or maybe the latter – yeah, back in August. Yeah, yeah season two is looking great. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go two for two on guests. That's true. That's true, because we've got the Luke Kreider with yeah. us uh, for this episode here. And uh, also – just some technical stuff because I'm going to say it right now because otherwise it's going to make it. We're we're working with three mics because I I lost the fourth one. There you go. Um, because I mean just moving and we'll then somebody it. cleaning the house and then we're then we'll just leave it at that. And then um, yeah, so I'm going to be switching mics with Devin, but that's okay because you won't have to hear me talk very much, which is fine. Um, Evan, you you just start off talking you want me about to just something, start yeah. It off? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, like you said, we got uh, QB one Luke Crowder on with us right now. The first question I had, Luke, is: Are you are you a cat or are you a dog? <laughs> uh, I don't know how to answer that one actually. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, you you've been wanting to come on the pod, I think, for a while, and uh, for reasons it just hadn't worked out. Um, but you're here now, so. Uh, we wish we wish we could have had you on probably before the season, so we could have yeah. talked about the season coming up. But here you are after. So if we could maybe just do a little little review or re- rewind okay, yeah. on the season, um, your senior year um, set some records this year, obviously. But but I'm sure you, you didn't have the team success that you would have liked to have had. Uh, so just kind of. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, kind of like just your 
overview, your thoughts on the season, your senior season, uh, and, you know, kind of what's next for you? Um, so I guess I'll start off at the beginning, uh, the season recap. Um, first off, starting in the off season, um, played a little seven-on-seven seven with the little seven-on-seven seven team. Come into the season, um, Coach Thompson goes to Tillman. And so Coach Courtney steps up, and then Coach Barry comes the offensive coordinator. So kind of right off the bat, we had a little bit of changes from our senior season. Um, unexpected for us, but we rolled with it. Um, Coach Courtney came in, obviously all familiar faces. Um, we didn't bring in anyone new. And so Coach Courtney on the defensive side of the ball, he had always been super good. We've always had top defense in the state. So we felt comfortable kind of with what we had. And Coach Barry was always there. He was up in the booth, so a lot of people didn't see him. But he was there. He was in the headset with uh, Coach Thompson. And so going into the season, you know, obviously wanted to repeat um, district, uh, win the district, and then wanted to win state. That's the goal every year. If you don't want to win state, then you got the wrong goal because that's what you're working for. Um, and so came into the season, we actually had a pretty loaded schedule compared to normal. Um, yeah. Probably one of the hardest schedules since we had been in 2A, which has been been a long time. Um, we're back in 1A now, so we played a lot of uh, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A schools, and if you're familiar with the RPI system, uh, that's more rare now for a small school, a good small school to play a good big school. Um, so we got a couple of those games we were excited about, because if you win those, um, your RPI goes up, and the RPI helps in the playoffs. Obviously, once you make it past districts. Um, so going into the season, we wanted to win those games. And early on, um, I don't know, you can blame it on whatever you want. But end of the day, we didn't win. So that's what I'd say. Uh, lost a couple of those games, um, like Madisonville, Caldwell. We really wanted that game, didn't get it. Um, close game, probably the closest it's been in a long time, uh, whatever you want to say about that rivalry was Caldwell. Then kind of going into the season, um, Hancock County, I think it started to click a little bit. Um, just going in, um, new offense, uh, new people, new faces, facing the fifth year um, mm -hmm. situations with other teams, which are not excuses. It's just adversity we had. Um, so going into that, and then the offense kind of started to click. We kind of figured out personnel, what we liked, um, offense, what we can do and succeed in and do good. You running the ball. Yeah. Started um, kind of clicking there yeah. towards the end. Yeah, you look back at my career, think sophomore year and junior year, um, frame-wise, and personnel. I mean, I had Xander beside me for my first two years, so why hand the ball to me and give the ball to me when I got Xander beside me? And no discredit to our running backs my senior year. They were amazing too, but um, just misdirection, having another back in the backfield when you put the quarterback in, um, it could do a lot for you, so misdirection, send the running back across you and confuse a little bit of people. So – um, in the off season, I worked to put weight on and kind of get a little faster, um, so I was able to run the ball. And so then, yeah, senior year, Hancock County probably was the first time people really seen me run the ball. I guess last year, yeah. KCD a little bit, but people started seeing me run the ball. And you know, Rocket fans love running the ball. So, oh yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I knew, I, rock. yeah, I knew whenever I started running the ball, the energy kind of changed, and that's something that kind of gets me going. <laughs> Because, you know, everyone's got something that kind of puts you in the game early on. And getting hit as a quarterback is something – it doesn't happen as much if you're on the line, you're getting hit first play of the game. So that first kind of run, hitting someone, falling down, that's when you kind of, okay, I'm in the game now. Let's get let's get it going. So running the ball helped me mentally too, I think. I helped the team too, rushing-wise. So then going in, playoffs, uh, we play our district games. Um, Fulton County, the first time, 
Um, it was a day game. A yeah, weird game, day, wasn't it? Weird game in the middle of the day. We had our chrome helmets on. They were shining. <laughs> uh, go there. It's an afternoon game. Felt It honestly felt like a scrimmage. Um, yeah. Wasn't a lot but, of energy there either. Yeah. You it, know, it, was it's a, just, it was an energy, but it's a weird energy. They're what are your thoughts on playing down there at Fulton County? And I'm not meaning this in a bad way, but I just know like when Taylor and I are there calling games, yeah. it's hard to get into it because there is. it's just a different vibe. Yeah, it's a different vibe, especially when it's in the middle of the day. Um, it yeah. kind of just zaps your energy. Um, I remember they were joking, like, oh, y'all want to go play college? This is what it's going to feel like. <laughs> <They're> like uh, <laughs> and you, the first time you came in as a varsity quarterback was, was at, Fulton at Fulton County, yeah, and you led no. us to a win that night. So Yeah, no, that memory is one, probably my best memory ever. Um, so Fulton does kind of have a special place yeah. for me. Um, one thing about Fulton that's going to sound weird if you've never played on the field, but the grass at Fulton is like, it's, it's really good for some reason. But <laughs> the stadium might not be, but there it is. Um, but no, we go to the game. It's a middle-of-the-day game. Um, it was an important game to us, though, because any district yeah. game, like you have to be locked in. So you just have to find a way to lock in. And um, I don't know if you'd say we weren't locked in. We just didn't execute um, like we wanted to. We came away with the win, but we tried out some different things. Um, we went a little under center with the power, heavy look. Um, just something to have in our back pocket in case we do need that stuff because we hadn't had a whole lot of games where we could kind of toy around with things we hadn't tried yet. Um, and then we play Russellville at home, which Russellville, kind of the goal, we knew – we knew all along we have to beat Russellville if we want to win district. That's what it was going to come down to. So a lot of the preparation came to that, and we've had success against Russellville in the past, but we knew this year was going to look a little different. I got a chance to watch Russellville in the preseason at a scrimmage um, when ours got canceled. I got to watch them play Callaway and kind of watch them. They had a couple of new kids that I had never seen before. Um, realized that they were going to be they were going to be a good team. We had to really prepare. And they came out there the first game, and um, we hung in. And then they, they kind of gave it to us, and we're like, okay, like, we, you know, we got to pick it up. And so that's what we did. We knew from then on, kind of, in goal, we were playing week to week. You want to go 1-0 and each week, but you know to get to where you want to be, we're going to have to beat this team to make yeah. it to district. And um, that goal, we didn't end up getting that. But I think focus-wise and a good team, you know, we played a good year. And that's kinda well, like you said, it was a, it, one of the tougher schedules we played in I mean, the last time I think two A, we were in two A, like uh, your senior year, yeah, or was it, I think it was your class? Years and the year after, yeah. So oh, like yeah. six years ago, six seven years ago, yeah. something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you mentioned X, um, and you know the the class before years was one of the best. You mm -hmm. know, and some of the coaches have said the best to come through here. Um, looking back on that, how different is it when you have X out there and Caden and Tyler and all these guys that wouldn't play college ball? And trying to learn, you know, the guys you had this year. How hard is that to adjust? Um, so, actually taking back to freshman year first. Um, freshman year, that senior class, first off, I I mean, I'd been watching Hunter for a while. And before that, it was Nick. And so, I'm kind of watching Hunter my freshman year, kind of seeing how it goes. Because playing middle school quarterback and high school quarterback, um, two completely different things as far as what you're, what you actually have to handle. Um, so middle school and junior pro, obviously, it's much less complicated. So you go up there. Actually, in middle school, you go up there for the offensive install because they want to run the same offense. And so that was my first real introduction to it, kind of seeing how that plays out. 
And I was like, okay, like trying to pick up on things. And then freshman year I come in and Hunter, first practice is, you know, he's diagnosing things, he's changing things. Him and Ethan are on the same same wavelength. They'll call a play, run it, and kind of change it on the fly. It really, it really looked awesome. It was mind-blowing at the time. I was like, wow, like these guys, this is it. And so learn behind them. Um, then sophomore year would have been – yeah, that was uh, Jonesy mm-hmm. at quarterback at that time and Braxton. And both those two guys, they had been around it. Um, but then around the field, having guys like Xander and Turley and McAllister, Tyler, um, they just brought such a – it was an energy, you know, kind of wherever they went that they were going to compete no matter what it was, a school assembly of dodgeball or a Friday night of football. <laughs> uh, it was on with, with them. And – um Offensive-wise, actually, from junior to senior year, it wouldn't it didn't change as much um, as the defense. Offensive-wise, um, I wish I would have been able to have kind of my senior year skill set and put it with them yeah. junior year because yeah. um, Turley is such a weapon at that size. It's kind of something you learn the more you, you mature. mature. Um, to have guys like that is insane. And, yeah, Xander and Tyler are still at Murray. Noah McGowan at Missouri yeah, Western, Noah, he's yeah. still there. Um, so yeah, a lot of guys that to learn from play with. You uh, you talked about Hunter, mentioned him. I got y'all were just together your freshman year, right? Yeah. yeah. Did, how, did you get to learn from him? Like I know you talked about you know him and Ethan being on that wavelength and him seeing stuff at the line. Did that help you kind of in your development at all? Yeah. So um, coming in freshman year, you're just trying to. I was just trying to learn. I was five, six, ninety pounds my <laughs> freshman year. So um, you're just kind of sitting back, fourth string, just kind of watching. Um, seeing him, kind of him and Coach Thompson work together on uh, offensive things and how they would break down a play. So you have your base plays, but then you have adjustments off of it based on who you're playing because um, we play a lot of weird, intricate defenses. So kind of as the season goes, um, you can see how they approach different things, approach different defenses, how to just read a defense. Um, freshman year was something new to me, cover three, cover two. Um, and beaters to it and kind of how to how to communicate and lead a team it's more than just football being a quarterback and that's something Hunter was really good at he could get the best out of the guys around him so yeah uh, and you mentioned Coach Barry you know Coach Thompson leaving mm-hmm. um, did that change a whole lot offensively for you all or did y'all kind of stick to the same system um, um, so we've always kind of been under the same umbrella of the Tony Franklin system yeah. um, that's kind of was the Coach Starnes thing he brought in so that terminology kind of sticks around and so terminology-wise, um, we try to keep it the same just because over a one-year switch, it's kind of hard when you've got the same offense and you don't want to change everything. Um, so if you paid attention really close, um, you would definitely notice some things. And that's not all because of coaches, just personnel too. I mean, you have to change year to year. You call your plays based on your players. Um, and so, yeah, we, we did a lot more uh, rollout, um, a little rollout throw it in the flat quick because we play a lot of cover three so teams kind of give us like a five yard gap yeah. um, which is what we do too um, give you a little five yard gap we had a, li- a lot more um, get the ball out quick um, get the ball out quick in the playmakers hands and let them make the plays so uh, yeah that would probably be the only changes you'd notice yeah uh, you, you've <coughs> you've I've seen it on Twitter and different things the offers and stuff you're getting um, how many offers are you up to now um, I have 10 currently right now yeah. Different from raging from different levels from D three to NAI and D two. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, how's that recruiting process? Are you enjoying it? You know, getting to talk to all these different coaches. Uh, it's exhausting. That's uh, that's for sure. Going through it, it's a it's a long, tedious process that I got introduced to a little bit late for being a quarterback. So I was kind of playing catch up. I felt like, 
Um, but you know, it kind of all worked out for me. Um, you know, getting offers and one offer is a blessing. Um, yeah. Two is a blessing. So you just kind of got to take it as it comes. Um, Twitter, learning how to use Twitter and social media is definitely a, its own ball game. Because yeah. here's one thing I did learn is they're not going to come find you unless yeah. you are, you know, SEC type guy. You got you got to find them because there's. There's a hundred thousand kids out there that yeah. want the yeah. opportunity. Want the so. exact same, yeah. yeah. Well, how did how did the off season camps help you grow as a quarterback? Um, so my first camp I went to was my first exposure outside of Crittenden County football would have been the start of 2020. Um, I went to a QB Universe camp. It was a three day camp in St. Louis. Um, I get there. It was a camp ranging from sophomores all the way down to third graders. And I get there, I walk in, and I was like, okay, this is not Crittenden County football. These these kids are different. And so the first kid I walked up to, um, he was probably 6'4", 220. He told me he was in eighth grade. And I was like, all right, like, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to pick it up today. So um, they do a little recruiting seminar with us. And uh, they tell me these third graders' parents are showing me their, their kid's Twitter. And this kid's got, like, Two two thousand followers on Twitter, and I'm like, hey, I don't even have a Twitter account. So, <laughs> so, so I get on Twitter, and you know, that's whenever it all started clicking. And then this past off season, um, making connections through my seven on seven team, I played with Go Hard Elite out of Louisville, and kind of seeing how those guys operate because um, it's just it's different when you're at a bigger school. You've got coaches coming directly to the school. So kind of learn about the whole camp scene, going to college camp. So each college will host a prospect camp for high school kids to go to. And so you can either go to those or go to a showcase camp, which is where like a, a general area will have a camp and multiple colleges will come watch. Um, so, yeah, going to those is kind of where the recruiting process comes from and the evaluation comes from and you build your relationships through that. You mentioned your growth from like your junior or senior, even like that. Uh, who was someone, you know, it might be a bunch of people, but who's someone that really helped you with that growth that made it click that, you know, really helped fine tune kind of your skill set? Um, yeah, it would definitely be a lot of people. Um, if I started naming names, I feel like I'd definitely leave, leave people out. Um, the seven on seven uh, helped. And then Coach Thompson, if I'm going back, just me yeah. progressing over my entire career. Uh, Coach Thompson gave me the first shot of varsity playing time, so I always have respect for him for that, kind of believing in me sophomore year because if I don't go in that game, who knows? I'm probably not yeah. sitting here right now. So, yeah, he put me in then. He would uh, he always worked with me um, even this off offseason. Um, I threw a little bit. And then junior to senior year, working with Coach Barry and Coach Courtney, just kind of building up my body. Um, I didn't play basketball last year, so I just kind of tried to focus on getting my body ready and uh, just – really hammering football through the off season, So it was definitely a combination of people. Yeah, I remember talking to Coach Tom. I guess it was um, going into your probably your junior year, maybe sophomore. Um, I think Jonesy was still there. Mm -hmm. So, And we were kind of talking about the quarterbacks because when you lose Hunt, someone like Hunter who set a bunch of records, you yeah, know, definitely. there's it's going to be a little different. And he the thing he praised was just your intelligence, knowing your reads. You know, he's like, I'm confident whenever I give him a play, he's going to know exactly what to do with it. Is that something that comes from just studying, or is that something that, you know, you've developed even more now? Um, yeah, so Coach Thompson was really big on um, progressions, and that's something you kind of learn as you get older and you get introduced to more, like, play concepts. Uh, a lot of the times if you watch NFL, big Titans guys here, uh, you'll see um, – <laughs> Yeah, you'll see guys go kind of either like left from right. You know, you'll see a quarterback work across the field or you see him catch it, look one way, look the other way, and the ball's gone. So um, 
uh, we were a progression team kind of my first three years. Um, we still were a progression team my senior year, but um, learning how to read um, your first step, who am I looking at, and if he does this or this, you know, I'm always going to have something something to do. There's always an answer to what they do. And then kind of my junior, senior year-ish, both years, um, learning a little bit more about pre-snap, um, what I'm looking at before the ball is snapped. Hey, if they're going to give me this, here's what I need to do, and what are my options on this play that are going to exploit that. And so that's something you definitely get better with just over repetition. The more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. And uh, once you get really good at it, you can be a really good quarterback. Yeah, you. Uh, so I'm going to kind of dig back. You're talking about your senior season. Um, what's one moment or one game this year that was kind of your favorite that sticks out to you? Um, favorite game just – Personally, the Fulton County playoff game, scoring the eight touchdowns, that was yeah. that was yeah, a, that, be, that was just a cool moment. Um, going back over the season, I think every game kind of had its special moment um, for us as a team. Just kind of coming together over the year was something special to watch. Being a part of the team, something cool to experience. But personally, wise the eight touchdown game that was pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 Hancock the Hancock County game was yeah. a fun one because. They were was Hancock undefeated coming into that. Yeah, Hancock and last was year they and undefeated. And last year they had uh, had a good run, and we were still like you said, still kind of trying mm-hmm. to figure some things out. Yeah, and there was a lot of energy there, and y'all come out with Morgan at running back, and and just went gangbusters on them, and that was one of the more fun games that that we had called, and as you said, that's kind of whenever the running game broke out for you. Mm-hmm. Um. That yeah, that was that was a fun one, and something rare kind of with you is you were like a two and a half year starter at quarterback. Hunter was a four year starter at quarter or three year starter at quarterback, mm-hmm. or was he four? Was Hunter three? He was three. three. And Nick was still there. Yeah, which is, you know, most of the time you don't really see a starting quarterback come in at high school until like maybe junior year, like Micah's gonna do. Yeah. So, talking about Micah, what are your thoughts on him? Because you've been around him for all the years that he's been there practicing and you've yeah. seen you've seen it firsthand. So how do you think the uh passing the torch on to him this upcoming year? Um one thing with Micah, um in middle school he was always um people always talked about hey this there's always there's always everyone's always looking for the next in rocket football. Yeah. If it, if it's not you it's the next and then who who's coming up after that watching the junior pro games, hey who's that kid? He's gonna be the next rocket quarterback. Um so um I, I always knew Johnny Newcomb, obviously, Micah's dad. And so uh, watching Micah play over the years, it's kind of been um, insane to watch him transform. I'm not sure if you follow the Iron Man type stuff or anything, but Micah is Micah has a uh, insane, insane uh, body, and he has uh, he's definitely put in the work to get it. I'm not sure uh, his bench max is probably double mine. He is he's super strong. Uh, he's super quick, and I always knew since freshman year, um, first time ever throwing with him, he throws a really pretty ball. He's got a quick release. And he studies the game, so he he's a football only guy now. I think I don't don't think he plays basketball anymore. So I'm I know Coach Barry's working hard with them. Um, I tried to tried to give him as much uh, knowledge as I could this uh, this year, just kind of going with them and learning with them and watching him grow. Uh, JV the JV season, I had a blast uh, my JV years. So no, I definitely think uh, he's going to be in good hands with the coaches, and uh, they all they all respect him. And so I think he's got a good good platform to go and succeed. How does y'all's playing style? Is it similar, like quarterback wide? Like is he? We we saw you run the ball more this yeah. year than the previous years. Is he a 
kind of a runner also or more of a pocket guy? Um, he's a little shorter, but I wouldn't say that he's not a pocket guy. Um, naturally, I do think he's better on the move throwing yeah. than I am. That's something that I tried to work on later um, just because I wasn't. I was never uh, really exposed to throwing on the run, like designed rollout-wise. Um, he can naturally throw on the run left and right pretty good, um, and he throws he throws a pretty good touch ball. Um, so, like, anything, like, sideline-wise. I'm not sure running the ball. Um, I know in JV once I seen him break out a little out of the pocket, and I was like, okay. Like, you know, you always <laughs> got that moment where you're like, yeah. okay, maybe maybe he can run it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. You'll have to see on running it. I mean, I didn't yeah. know. You, sometimes you don't know if you can run the ball until you do it. Yeah. So once you start doing it, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask you about one of your fellow seniors, Yates. Um, you know, we all we all yeah. love watching Yates. He's a fireball. Um, what's it like playing with somebody like that who you know is giving a hundred percent all the time with that effort and, and capable of making huge plays? How much does that spark the offense? Yeah, growing up with Yates. Um, You'd think you get used to it, but it's something you just never get used to because it's not a football-only thing. Um, in basketball right now, he's the same way in football and pickup basketball and anything he does, really. Um, so in, in football, playing with them, uh, it's just like a spark, and you know you know it's ready to spark all the time. Um, if you were at the Russellville game, I don't, I don't really think many people caught it. Um, I was standing beside him. And obviously at the beginning of the game, the water crates are full of ice water. <laughs> and so normally, this is, I don't know if Dylan want me to tell a bunch of people, normally for a game, Dylan, everyone has a pregame routine. I mean, of some sort, you either listen to the same music, you do something. So Dylan, wherever he does, he swears that he plays better if he takes a shower right before the game. <laughs> Doesn't get to take one at Russellville. And so he's standing beside me and he asked I don't remember who it was hey go grab go grab this tub of water and I'm turning around I'm like what's he about to do he lifts the lifts the crate of water above him and dumps it right <laughs> over him ice water and this game is cold this is not a warm game he's in obviously no no undershirt and no leggings nothing yeah. and he runs out on the field drenched just <laughs> dripping in water and so uh that's just a memory I'll keep with me forever about him um sorry to say we were in the booth and and we were <laughs> They were coming out, you know, fixing around the lines, and, and I just stopped talking. I was just kind of dead silence because, you know, you looked over, and you're like, did he just dump a whole thing yeah. of ice water like, over yeah, him? He just dumped and I was, all that on. I was like, yeah, yeah, he, he did. did. He did do it. You know? Hey, and, you know, come out to start that game, Yeah, you know, uh, you had a big you had a big run down the middle of that yeah, game. No, yeah, no, I had a, it was like a 40-yard run. Was big, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thought we were going to get something going there. Yeah. They were, you know, they I were, talked to Dylan about it. Um it wasn't too long ago. I said, man, I said, were you not cold after that? Like, did never never set in maybe second, third quarter. Like, hey, I was about to Yeah, he said, no, I never felt it. <laughs> Whew, he was he was ready. He was wired. Yeah. All right, score update. Colts, or, well, Colts. <laughs> They're not in the playoffs. Uh, Chiefs, Steelers, 0-0, zero, zero, late first quarter. That was that was by accident. It was you by didn't accident. I did not mean to do that, but I'm glad that I did. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. All the time. Speaking of which, I mean, next week could be pretty interesting. I, I don't think I've seen the Bengals play. Is it possible? What what would have to happen? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If the Chiefs win, we got Bengals. Mm -hmm. Yep. Man, that'd be that'd be a pretty fun game. It, it would be a really fun game. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. Um, your boy Joe Mixon Taylor. There you go. Your yeah, Joe. Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Mixon, Mixon put up. I mean, Mixon had a good year. He was a really quality. He had a, he year. Had a really good year. Um. I, like I was telling you guys before the podcast that um, we were, you know, Bess's dad is a Bengals fan. Hadn't had much to cheer about since 
I've been alive, actually. Yeah. Um, because I'm 30, well, and they hadn't won once in for no one's ever. Years. You know, the thing was going around Twitter. No one's ever sent a text message this saying what, the Bengals won yeah, a playoff game. Yeah, because Texan came out in '92, but um, that was that was a fun game to watch. Yeah. I was really hoping the Raiders were going to win. I was for I agree. yeah, on, you know, only because you know Dab is going to yeah. be down there next week. I still think I'm going to buy him a Raiders shirt, though. He can still wear Raiders down there, you know, oh, no yeah. matter what, you know. Yeah. You see all kinds. You see all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You always see the people's jerseys. But be. the Raiders got kind of screwed in that. Um, with the the play should have, yeah, the the touchdown uh, to Boyd, Joe Burrow to Boyd. They said that the, the after the game, the ref said that the whistle was blown after you caught the ball, which it clearly was not. Right. Should have blew it. Should have been done right there. And guess guess how many points the Bengals won by? Seven. Of course, there was that. You can also make the argument that there was a blown holding call against the Chargers, too, though. Way back. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, There's what things. goes around? What goes around? Comes oh, yeah. We got to talk about that crazy game yeah. and how that scenario almost played out. Yeah. The tie with the Raiders and Chargers. I'm telling you, man. It, Nuts. It, it's frustrating to me because that would have been so cool. And did you did you listen to the latest busting with the boys? Yeah. With yeah, LaJuan and, and Compton was – you know, he was he was pretty much saying like, I mean, I think we were gonna go for the tie. Like, yeah, it like was, if if he does not, if call they don't call a timeout, timeout they run the clock out right then. Because and, and they're gonna try a long field goal. Yeah, and they might not and, ju- just because. I mean, you run yeah. the risk of the kick six and losing it all. Yeah. But I mean, because yeah. he calls a timeout, which allows the Raiders to run one more play. I don't know what he was. I don't really know what he was thinking there at all. I don't either. I, I mean, they, I guess he's thinking, like, well, we got them right here. Let's see if they keep the field goal. But yeah. then they get the first down with the run. And, and yeah, I, that was that was wild. Things. That was that was the one of the craziest games just because of the implications. Yeah. I if thought, it does I mean, end in a tie. That's, they could have just nailed the entire game, both of them. Which they played it out, and it was like the Chargers completed, like, five straight, fourth oh, down and tens yeah. or 11s. You know, it was just something crazy. It was nuts. That, and that, the touchdown – to get them within seven was fourth and twenty one. Yeah, it was just that was, one drive was like nineteen plays, yeah, seventy something yards. They converted crazy. like three fourth downs. That was that was nuts. That was wild. Bills, Patriots, man. Oh man, I, I okay. We were talking about this before we started. I I thought the Patriots were going to win that game mm-hmm. because the last time they played in Buffalo, the Patriots threw the ball three times and won the game, and the conditions were favorable for that again. And the Bills come out there and just went off. I one, mean, of the, one of the coldest playoff games in yeah. history. Josh Allen had more touchdowns mm-hmm. than incomplete passes. That's crazy, man. I'm telling you. I mean, like, that's that's the only thing that scares me. They're, they're the only team in the AFC that scares me. Because, because they have both. They have a good offense and defense. Their running game's not great. They ran the ball better last night, uh, I'll have to say. But, like, the Chiefs have not – like, their defense, they say they got better, but they really haven't played – like big competition, and you saw what happened when they played the Bengals. The Bengals put up thirty-five and, and beat them. Right. So, like, the, I don't think the Chiefs' defense is as great as what people are saying. They like, oh, they had this miraculous mid-season turnaround, and they're just Super Bowl contending defense now. That I, I don't think that's true at all. Are you scared about the Bengals if the Chiefs win? I'm not scared about the Bengals just because of their defense. Their yeah. def- I mean, if D. Henry is D. Henry, which even if he's not, we've seen we can run the ball without him. Yeah. I think we'll be. I think we'll be good. I think we'll be good. Well, Dad. Now, now Burrow and Chase are great, and I like watching them play. T. Higgins is great. Boyd is a good player. Uzoma is is playing good. Mixon's good. I mean, they've got some dudes. Um, the thing with that, well, it's like what Dad said. Dad texted me. He said that you know field goals keep you in it, but you're not going to win it with that with that. But I mean, you know, that was kind of the thing is that that 
uh, let's see, right before halftime, that drop pass yep. for the Raiders on that Deshaun drive. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's the dropped that's, that one. You yeah. know, and that was I mean, that was game changing right yeah, that there. That was big. I mean, you that know. was. The Bengals are a very young team, and yes, it, it's different playing at home versus coming to, you know, a, a different place. And against, season. Yeah, there's, you know, it's and Mike Vrabel has generally had success against you know younger quarterbacks. And our defense has, yeah. and, and, and coming what, off a bye, coming off a bye, bye has yeah. not lost a game. Yeah, a bye and, and a mini bye, which is yeah. a Thursday night game, so, which I mean, is a mini I, bye. I don't really like. I, said, I don't really fear anyone. I don't. I, 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 I think I'm with you. We're at home now. We're at Nissan. We send, we seem to always show up in big games. If we were playing yeah. like the Jags, yeah, or the <laughs> Jets, you know, but but like good teams, you know, our record against. You know, teams over 500 this year, oh. teams that, you know, is basically undefeated, and we beat eight teams that were – Well, look, the Niners are in the divisional round. Uh, Titans beat them. Bills are in the divisional round. Titans beat them. If the Chiefs win tonight, Titans beat the Chiefs. If the Rams win tomorrow night, that's four out of the eight teams. Yeah. And the Titans are one of those that they have beaten yeah. that are that are still the, in the I mean, moment I cannot wait for is next week whenever I, they call the king out of the yeah, tunnel and how be, crazy oh that gosh. stadium is going to go it will crumble it I will just, fall apart uh, and I hope he comes out with like a crown on his head or something <laughs> would just be nothing you know the thing I'm interested in seeing more than anything because this is your first playoff game my first playoff game is how yeah. many Titans fan, what's the ratio going to be yeah I'm curious about that too because here's the problem because if it's Raiders it would have been a lot less than yep. it's going to be the Bengals that's a short drive for Bengals fans and they haven't had anything to celebrate in you know the better part of a well, quarter of a century and if so. it's the Steelers they that's travel amazingly too. great yeah they yeah I mean the Steelers the Steelers like Green Bay I mean they're yeah. going to show up and they're, they're yeah they're going to I, yeah I hope. The Titans fans better show up for this. Last time they had a home playoff game in the divisional round. They had the home playoff game last year, but it was COVID. It couldn't be a packed house. It's, but the divisional round was the 08-09 season when they were the one seed, and they lost to the Ravens that year. It's been 14 years since they've had a home playoff game in the divisional round and had to buy. Right. So surely they will show up. Because you couldn't last year because of COVID. You couldn't pack the house. Well, I think the, I think the thing with this game, which it, I'm not understating it, I really think with with Henry coming back, and that's big. Yeah. I mean, just the confidence booster going into that. Yeah, that. I mean, I just I you love can't discre- you can't discredit it. I know that there's not a lot of that going into football, but I mean, you can't discredit no. the, him him showing up. No, come, well, and, and the way that they played without him, six and three without the, without I'm going to say it without well, the MVP because if he plays the whole season. He's got two consecutive 2008 well, seasons. How many, he's winning it. How many talking heads said the season was over? Oh, Stephen A. Well, said the season Michael was over. Irvin. We weren't even going to make the playoffs. Stephen A. did. Michael Irvin did. Of, you know, which I mean, we did have a tough schedule. A lot of we went six and three. Yeah. And and one of those games we should never lost. The Titans know, really beat the hardest teams on their schedule without Henry. But I mean, Truthfully, that's great. That's a classic variable. He finds yeah. ways to win with what he's got. Yeah. And he did. He's coached. You, you don't have to beat him by 14 points. You only got to beat him by one Doesn't point. Doesn't matter. As long as you got more points than they do. Exactly. A win's a win's a win. Exactly. Exactly. I guess, Luke, who is, who is your team? Yeah. No, we yeah, kind of yeah, got about, on our tight Let's, let's yeah, bring yeah. it back into our. Yeah. We'll probably go back. But. Yeah, we will. We'll get off. <laughs> nah, y'all are big Titans fans. I honestly have not had time to keep up with the NFL and any football like. Uh, would normally. I'm probably a Chargers fan though. Chargers. Was, you like uh, Herbert? Yeah, no, Herbert. Yeah, Herbie's my sure. guy. Watching yeah. him, watching them play, is so much fun though. Yeah. Were you a Herbert guy when he's with Oregon? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So, so do you? What like you follow college football? Yeah, I follow college football ooh, definitely ooh. a lot more than NFL. But this whole are you kind of? 
player driven on who you watch or is it team driven? Yeah, it's a lot player driven. I like Oregon. Oregon yeah. has been my team since I was little. At first it was the jerseys and then I just, you know, kind of whatever. I was going to ask you about uniforms. Yeah, I just. Evan, I, it was Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is my favorite quarterback growing up. And so watching him play. Yes. And then going, then when he went to the Titans, then I was like, I was all for yeah. the Titans. And then he left and then I just. Still hurts. Yeah. It, it's, it's painful, man. It really is. I, yeah. I've got three jerseys of Marcus. <laughs> the the lost episode that we had last week, which now this is people finding out about it. Let me be very clear about something. We recorded an episode over the Christmas break going into what we thought the playoffs were going to be. And and just like the other lost episode we had, Devin went on a rant. <laughs> and I think he's starting to think that anytime he goes on a rant, I lose he, the episode. But that's not the case. But he was talking about the, the, the grand debate between Tannehill and Mariota mm. and – I mean, it's becoming more and more obvious every week, I yeah. think, personally. but As whatever. much as I do love Mariota, his game did not translate to the NFL as I wish it would But that's have. not his fault, that though. Is not, that's in, not his fault. Injuries. They, if they, he had – The mean, broken leg against the Jags, well, his – Second year in. When he plays when the Raider, when he plays with the Raiders, he looks good. They, he does look good. He looks good. Because they let him do what he wants to do. Yeah. He, 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 you can't tell me that there's 32 NFL teams. There's not 32 starting quarterbacks out there. He's better than one of those. He mm. he should absolutely have a start job somewhere. Absolutely. I mean, but and it could be it could a be a contract. Tannehill. It could be a Tannehill type deal, where. I sold out on that too. I thought I thought I it was going to be a good fit. I, too. And I, I thought of any team. There's going to be a lot team. of quarterback turnover this year. I feel like so there may be a shot for something. But with but. as much you know, I don't know. The Raiders is a there. The the problem with the Raiders is also what's good about the Raiders. They're a wild card. Anytime. So, but the same thing goes with their front office. You know, they make some decisions that pan out, but you have to think to yourself, they didn't really intend for that to work. You know what I mean? Like, just they lucked out. And how the Raiders, uh, they have to hire uh, Basaccia as their head coach with the way he did all that. And they probably won't. They, but see, they should. <laughs> They're like George Costanza on Seinfeld. They're just doing the opposite. Like, uh, yeah. Whatever decision they think they need to do, they'll do the opposite. opposite and, yep. and it got them to the playoffs. And this the year, Dolphins so. firing Brian Flores was just ridiculous. They start one and seven, and then went seven in a row with a possible chance of the playoffs at the end, and they fire the guy. That's nuts. What, what I heard today was that. It had a lot to do with Tua. What, and he, Flores isn't He wanted really, Watson. Yeah, yeah, he wanted he wants somebody and else. And now he may go to Houston. Yeah. And, and maybe I can't Watson see Watson. St- I don't see I it can't either. see him no. staying there. Yeah, no. I can't I, see him staying there. I don't either. But, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. There's, I think they should stay. And hearing Compton talk about, you know, Versaccio yeah. and – and what he did for them, they went through a lot. You know, not only the the Gruden thing, but also then like two weeks later, Ruggs the has Ruggs. a DUI. Because you know, and it's and there was another player for the Raiders that got a DUI. Uh, uh, Ar- oh, no, Arnett had Arnett had, uh, he had a threatening video of him with the yes. firearm, like threatening someone's life. So yes. it was like two, a first round pick, two first round picks cut, and then you lose your head coach. And, and it's then, sad. And they won four straight to end, wasn't it? Was it yeah, four they won four straight. Yeah. Got it. yeah, and it, but it, it's sad. But like, if you had to pick one team where all that happened to, it would totally be the Raiders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, the Raiders. What do you? Who do you think? What do you think the uh, Washington football team's new nickname is going to be? That's coming out like February second. I think. I think it, is it the um, gen, the generals or I don't know. I, the, the second is when they're supposed I thought, to. I people thought were saying the generals because they released like a teaser that video and they had stars on it. I think it's going to be the Red Wolves though. That's my the Red yeah. Wolves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm I love uniforms. 
you, you like uniforms, Luke? Yeah. You a uniform fan. guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so Washington football always... team is on the top eight, though. The, and it could be that. Yeah. I mean, um, the thing with it is, is I was a firm believer going into it that this was just a publicity stunt to sell more merchandise because you got Washington football team. Keep that for a while. Everybody's going to buy all that gear. Mm-hmm. Switch your nickname. Everybody's got to buy all that gear. And then that'll be throwback stuff. You know, yeah. like oh, I've got, you know, you know. Well, and, you know. and I always... I always, yeah. See? I always liked like the Niners. The Niners uniform that was a great uniform matchup today. Cowboys and Niners, classic uniforms. Um, I don't know how we're getting off on uniforms, but it always seems here to we are. Uniforms. <laughs> it's fitting that we it is we're based that, in Crittenden with that being the case. Hey, that Rocket Football is known for the uniforms. Rocket Football's got the unis yeah. going on. Hey, are we gonna have the helmet the, challenge? The the home to match the away from this past year next year is that. Um, so the only thing I know uniform wise going into next year, I'm not sure about jerseys. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say what I know. I was going to say, I saw Uh-oh. his eyes get really Uh-oh. wide so, and I'm like, how much? Cause I did have a conversation with coach Courtney about the helmets, Off but air? that may, yeah, that may okay. be a, right. may be a surprise. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we don't want to give I anything wanna, away, do we? <laughs> yeah. I do know one thing though, that isn't happening is everyone wants Crittenden to have white helmets, but I don't think that will be happening this year. The, yeah. Okay, well, That's that, an that, that was going to be my hope. Hey, that was going to be. My we're breaking hope. real the news. The only on this way thing. I think that we would be able to get the white helmets is if we lose the chrome. So, okay, I got mm-hmm. you. Can't have both. Well, I mean, I guess you could. You could, but normally our chromes look better with our white jerseys, right? Where the other with the dark. Man, so a, a matte both, a matte white pieces. with a blue chrome. Um, would right? Yep, yep. Yeah. We talk a lot about. Our our perspective of how cool it is of all of our jersey selections and you know what kind of kit and everything that we can come out with. I always wondered what other schools, what other programs think of what we have. With do you, know? do you have any insight on yeah, that? Yeah. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, some of the kids I play with um, that are not from here. Obviously, when you say I'm from Crittenden County, they don't know a lot. But I'm not sure if y'all remember the helmet contest thing yeah. that was yeah. going on on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Yes. That is actually how a lot of them knew. They were like, oh, you guys are the ones with the cool uniforms, aren't you? Huh? And I was like, yeah, that is right. us. See, so. it's like Oregon. Sweet. Especially, yeah, for, yeah. especially for 1A football. It's, well, that's, it's what it, that's what's so interesting about it, you know. Well, and we always talk about the home field, mm-hmm. which we could get into some big stuff here with this. But, okay, do, what are other – like other – players your age that you've played with from other schools, do they ever say anything about coming to Crittenden County and having to play at Crittenden County? Um, I've talked to people from Caldwell about it, and uh, the only only review I ever get about our stadium from opposing players is the opposing sideline, the mats mm. on the sideline have always been a problem. <laughs> um, on a problem on our side, too, mm. they're extremely close to the out-of-bounds, and then the stands yeah. are obviously right there because right. there's no track. Not a lot of breathing room so a there. Lot of, a lot of places have a track, which is no better, but it goes from – our field to about a yard more of grass, and then you're on those plastic mats. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen over the years people sliding, and that's about the only review I get. Now, Caldwell County is always a rowdy game, so I've heard people talk about that. But yeah, do you notice like, do you notice an actual difference in crowd noise level in terms of just the fact that the? I mean, I know it's one A, and that we don't have a ton of fans come in, but as close of a proximity is, or there's no track or anything, so I mean, closer. Do you notice any difference at all? Um, or just is there anything that environment-wise that's different for you playing on that field as opposed to, to other places? Um, on our field, one thing that's different that a lot of people don't realize is the music actually that they play. A lot of places don't play yeah. music between plays. That's kind of a rare thing. So 
we actually it's kind of intentional i would say um that we signal 90 percent of our things the only thing that we actually use um, verbally is our formations and so all you have to do is get one person to hear that and they echo it the rest of it's all signals um and we used to be we used to use armbands that's my freshman and sophomore year we were armbands and then we switched to the signal to try and speed it up so we could play faster um but yeah that would be the biggest difference um one thing like russellville and hancock do they both put the away team on the home side yeah so you're right behind them but um, do you notice any difference with that like no, I, I, mean, I don't really. Just because I, just because one, I, I don't hear anything on the field. Yeah. So whatever's being said in the stands is pretty much mute to anyone on the field if you've ever played. Well, sport. you're in the zone too. Yeah, no, I it's, mean, yeah. in basketball maybe you can hear fans, yeah. but in football I'm Well, that's kind of the thing too, is that I mean, from our perspective, that's that's the, the, the kicker when it comes to what makes our field kinda of cool is that there mm-hmm. isn't a track, which a lot of you know Russellville doesn't, and I mean, you know, there's, I mean, a lot of the older, which that's a really old field. I mean, yeah. it's pushing a hundred, but um, I guess it's from our perspective, you can hear, we can hear stuff that's going on in the field, and then also it's just a whole lot easier from our perspective to call a game, honestly. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I just think, yeah, I, I think. If you're playing good, it's great to have the fans right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I hate to, I hate to say. I mean, I, we always talk about press boxes and stuff, which I, I, the only good thing about playing at Russellville was that it was just Steelers so. up 7 I mean, they had heaters in there and everything else. Like, that's what made it beautiful for us. I don't know what The thing happened. about Russellville that's always interested me, if you've ever been to Russellville or seen Russellville, is the corner of the end zone. <laughs> yeah. I finally got to see a team. I'm not sure who it was that did it. I got to see a team try and pull off the, the ladder, run to the end zone yeah. and jump. Yeah. Yeah. Was they, it Bethlehem? It was Bethlehem. They messed it up, though. Yeah, because <laughs> it was there for it, wasn't no, it? Oh, yeah, he was, he was open, but <laughs> yeah. I, I that, don't know what exactly happened. That is talking with other people around the state, or this area of the state, that's the one complaint that they hear, which the, the, the people I talked to have never been anywhere close to a gridiron. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, how is that fair? It seems to me like that. I'd be like, you would be very surprised about how little – that plays into it in terms right. of with, with high school football. I mean, with small schools like that, they're more run the ball anyway and stuff like that. You're not going to get a mismatch yeah. on a wide receiver enough for it to make that big of a difference anyway, yeah. even if you, that could be the case. It's just yeah. one of those quirky things that this is this is a good place for a field. It was like Grady Field back, you know, they had a light pole in center field, and they played there for decades, you know, behind the armory there. It was just back then you just did what you did, you it's know. Unique. Well, another thing about Russellville's field is on the side that they put their team on, which is not the side of the bleachers, is there's a guardrail and then there's there's nothing. Didn't you get pretty close though? <laughs> so I got clear. extremely close. My pinky is still crooked from the play. It's rock. It's like rocky over there. And then as soon as that rail ends, it's a eight foot drop, and I got hit out of bounds and rolled a little. And I look over and I was like, okay, I'm about. I thought you, yeah. I'm no, it was that. it was you close. got pretty close. <laughs> what what is uh. What would be your youngest or your youngest, your earliest memory of football, like rocket football or college or NFL, whatever? Like what got you into football? Um, I was the second year of flag football. My dad coached my flag football team. We were uh, the Vander, we were Vanderbilt, and so that was my first um, time playing football. And then I've played all the way through. Yeah. So, like, uh, what's your first? Who's the first players like that you remember watching out there for uh, for the Rockets? Um, the first group of people I remember, and the first game I actually, for some reason, vividly remember is Nick Castiller at Union okay. County. 
I was a, I was a big Nick Casiller fan whenever I was growing up. Nick would always um, they go out there and do a play. He was kind of mobile. He'd move around a little bit. He'd go do a play, and then we'd try and go run the same play back when we were playing football in the end zone. So we're getting old. Yeah, know, that's right? that 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 statement there just made me feel yeah. old. Because it's like, oh, Nick Castillo, who's way younger than See, me. Yeah, I was. That's, right. that's why cool. I asked him. I was curious on because I was. Who I was thinking, what are you going to say? You going to say Coach Courtney? You going to say all that? It's like, no, no. I remember but, Hunter Boone being out there the first yeah, time yeah. I ever remember. <laughs> that was it. That was it. But oh, that's wild. The, you said trying to go replicate that play in the end zone. That's what's great about that stadium. Yeah, is all as you can do all that. Like you can go play football in the end zone. You can play on the sidelines. Like. It's it's a great atmosphere, Devin. Go ahead. One thing I did want to ask you was: you played basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And I obviously I know you played basketball, but you played. Do you run track? Have you ever? I ran track my eighth grade year. Eighth grade year. So being like a multi sport athlete, um, I hear people talk about it a lot. And <clears throat> do you think that playing basketball helps you in football, or playing football has helped you in basketball? Maybe it's just reading coverages, like reading the floor in basketball, something like that. Uh, yeah, being a multi sport athlete, I think just helps you. Um, main thing for, for a lot of kids is just one, it's fun. I like playing basketball, like pickup basketball, stuff like that. And two, it just kind of, you get burned out. I feel like if you play one sport, you see kids that play one sport athlete, um, growing up their whole life. I think if you play at least one other sport, it helps you. Um, a lot of football coaches especially believe, um, if you play football at a skill position, you should run track. Um, but no, basketball definitely helps you change in direction, work in different kind of muscle groups, um, especially at quarterback. I'm throwing all the time, so it's kind of nice just to mix it up in different environment and just competing. Yeah, that's <clears throat> which I played a couple of different sports, and I, I knew like golf actually helped me a lot with baseball from the fact that you know golf's a very individual sport, and then you get out there and you're pitching, and it's very that's very similar to the you know one on one kind of. Um, at least from a mental side. Um, so <clears throat> I know you're obviously you got a lot of offers and stuff like that. Do you, are they all for quarterback or have you ever played any other positions? I have not ever. Well, I take that back actually. Sophomore year, something people also don't know. The game I went in at Fulton County, we were talking about. Um, sophomore year, first game of the season, Fort Campbell. I was playing defense uh, at the position Jonesy played on defense, our invert position. Um, I was playing the Rocket. I got in third series of the varsity game, like early rotation. And so that whole offseason, my body at the time, I just wasn't really built for a varsity quarterback playing time. But I'd been practicing really hard to play defense. And so those first couple games, I'm playing defense. um, And so that's kind of what I was working towards. And then Fulton County, we go in and first play – um, Kimball was his name, yeah, the running back. Run he that. sliced one right up the middle, yeah. and that was kind of a muddy, hard-fought type game. And the other invert, uh, Phillips, right before halftime, um, he comes over, and his finger is just all sorts of broken. <laughs> and so he was the one in front of me, so I was like, okay, I'm about to play defense. And then we went into the half, and they're like, Crowder, warm up. You're playing quarterback. And so that's kind of that know. story. Actually, before I went in to play quarterback, I thought I was going to be playing defense. defense. Nice. So, yeah. That but game no. was 12 7 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. We were Going back to the original question, all the offers are most definitely for quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've had Gage on. Uh, me and Gage are good buddies. And I got to ask you, what's he like on game day? Is he, you know, I know he's, his personality, when he gets fired up, you mm-hmm. know, he, he's all in. And I, I coach basketball with him. I know he has that. I didn't know maybe football, he, you know, he gets you guys riled up or is he kind of trying to stay even keel? Um, he'll, def- he'll definitely get you uh, riled up 
Um, him and Coach Thompson, what most people see, definitely different coaching styles, yeah. very obvious different coaching styles, and both of them have their pros and cons, I guess. But Coach Courtney can definitely get you excited. Um, he talks – some. He, does, he always says he doesn't like talking in public, but – that changes whenever he's talking about football. Whenever yeah. he starts talking about football and talking about getting you excited and playing for your brothers and, you know, just go out there and do your job, then he gets fired up. And uh, him and him and Coach Brown are kind of the tag team of getting you warmed up. Coach Barry's a little more soft-spoken, I guess, mm -hmm. um, when it comes to pregame and, like, how they act. But, no, Coach Courtney definitely has it in him. He's a, he's a dog. Yeah. Uh, I, did it help? Coach Barry, like you said, he was coaching before, you know, and when Coach Thompson goes to Tillman and he steps in as OC, did it help having that relationship with him already? Um, like knowing probably your skill set and you knowing kind of how he views things? Um, yeah, when Thompson left, we didn't really know what was going to happen because Courtney had the option to go to Tillman as well, I'm pretty sure. So we honestly, at the time, it was unexpected. We didn't know really what we were getting. And so we seen the, the job posted on the website. And so for me, that was quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. So I'm thinking, you know, who knows? Who knows what could happen? Some guy could come in and I may be a wing T quarterback next year. <laughs> you, re you really have no idea. I mean, everything at that point is going through your head. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen. And so a couple of days go by, Coach Barry, whatever, he's uh, in, Coach Courtney, head coach. But, yeah, no, it definitely helps um, having someone from within just because there's a lot of terminology, especially in offense. And going into your senior year, you don't want to have to switch switch everything up. But that's one thing a lot of people don't realize, I think, about next-level coaching changes, which is something going through right now, kind of the recruiting process as college coaches switching around. But, yeah, no, definitely having someone from within, a familiar face. He already knows you. He knows kind of what everyone can do. You don't have to go through, like, a, a tryout process going into your senior year. So that was nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that you know, on what you were saying, it would be, you know, senior year, I feel like that's the that's mm -hmm. all that stuff wants to be in check. Like, you yeah. want to feel comfortable from that aspect. Now you're ready to perform. So I didn't look at it from that, that point of view, like, oh, man, you know. Yeah. So I I imagine it was a pretty good relief when it was like, okay, yeah, yeah everything no. fell into place. Yeah, because when the the job um, opened, you know, you, you just don't know what you're going to get. Me, I've been in a spread, whatever, I hadn't taken an under center snap. And then it's like, okay, well, 1A football coaching position opens up in Western Kentucky. We may have a – I may be running the power eye for the rest of my high school career. I mean, you really have no yeah. idea. So, yeah, it, it was a relief for all of us. Okay, I got a scenario for you, okay? So let's say, let's say it's, you know, fourth and – Fourth and goal from, let's say, the 10 and 15, games on the line. Luke Kreider, you know, you're back there. You're in the spread. You're in the po pocket. What throw do you want? What's your favorite throw to make? Is it, you know, like, so outbreaking, in breaking, you know, what's your favorite throw? If you're 10 or 15 yards out and it's fourth down, you're looking at a different scenario. Um, as far as routes I just like to throw, um, with it being 10 yards out, anything outbreaking would probably be a little touchy at that point just because the way high school defenses play. You hear Coach Courtney say it a lot, bender, don't break. I don't know. a lot. Some people may not really understand what that means. It's the whole give them this 5-10 yard throw. No high school team's going to beat you throwing the ball five yards down the field. At some point it's going to be a big play. So I'd probably say a quick like in-breaking route, run, run 10, find grass, and laser it in there at, at 10 or 15 yards. Um, so so say that say it's just just wipe that clear. It's just your like what is say you're just first down. What what's your go to? What's your go to look? What's your go to throw? Um, our go to play this year was had to be stick and rodeo smash. Um, it's just a a three man three man concept on either side of the field. You've got a little your inside receiver is going to run five yards and turn around. 
he's looking at you, find the ball in space, and then your running back's releasing out. And his aiming point, he's on the right side, so I'm looking at the right inside receiver, five-yard turnaround. Your running back's releasing out of the backfield, and he's running three yards out of bounds yeah. on the right side. And then your outside receiver, you can kind of toy around with whatever type of route, whatever coverage you want him to beat. Just have him run a straight line, go catch the ball, and score. Yeah. Um, that would probably be our go-to just because high school defenses normally put one one person, which would be the position I'd play, Jonesy's played, all those guys have played. Mm-hmm. Um, it puts you in a super tough spot, like where Mundy plays, because he's either got to go out with the running back or he's going to catch that five-yard hitch and turn around and run for 15 yards. So yeah. that's probably our go-to easy completion play. Was that the was that, was that that play that you hit Travis on for the big run uh, touchdown against Fulton County? Gatton? Didn't, didn't he have like a 71-yard yeah, yeah. catch and run? Yeah, it got called back. One of them got called back yeah. early. But, yeah, no, we ran that play a whole lot. And then preseason and the seven-on-seven seven at McCracken that we ended up winning, we probably ran that play 100 times. So. <laughs> My go-to on Madden's always four verticals, just throwing it deep. You no, know, just like, I, go, I just baby. love airing her out. You know, we, we used to play the snowballs and stuff out the park. I, you know, I'm quarterback. I'm always airing that thing out. That's so one just, thing. Yeah. Coach Barry came in. We wanted to bring in some – there's different offensive concepts out there, but generally they're all the same. There's like air raid, west coast, spread – Coach Barry wanted to be air raid. We used the air raid concepts. And so in the air raid concept, the very first principle is you should be able to run four verticals every single play and win (laughs) if you run four verticals, not how you run it in Madden. (laughs) Because technically, if you call the play four verticals, you should either – the outside guys have – everyone has an option of four verticals to either set or go or break at some certain point. So outside, if they're giving you a certain amount of cushion, like – they're so far off, turn around, stop, catch the ball, completion. If they're playing you right in your face or between five yards, you go. The inside guy, if there's one safety in the middle, um, you both go. If there's two safeties, one guy's going to break between the two and the other guy's going to set right in the middle. So technically, you should be able to yeah. run for verticals every single play. Does uh, does that make it tough on you as a quarterback, knowing like you're kind of you kind of have to read, but you you know what that receiver's going to do, but. Generally, probably as a quarterback, you probably like to know, like, this is what he's running, so I can go ahead and throw it a little early. That's something we drill a whole lot. That's something we really worked on in the offseason. Um, that's a pre-snap with the play for verticals that we're talking about. If It's really just if there's one or two high yeah. and everyone's kind of on the same page. So that way you're all making the same read. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got you. That that's kind of that's kind of the side of football that a lot of people don't you know they go out there and like hit somebody you know <laughs> run the ball and it's Come like on. there's a lot more to it than just yeah you'd rather you know, all be wrong together than someone be wrong and the other people be right be right just all go together and you'll be fine <laughs> I uh, I had something and then I lost it completely forgot <laughs> I got a question for you guys you're talking about the favorite um your your earliest memory of high school rocket football what was your guys's when you look back, hang on, I'm about to think a minute. <laughs> okay, go for it. Or, or, and I swear, if it's anybody on my graduating class, <laughs> or, any, or your most good. memorable it can't moment, can't be JD Gray, it can't be any of that. All right. No, Jay, I do remember watching, but I played baseball with JD, so that's, you know, oh, you're going to go with JD? No, oh. I'm not going with JD. I'm not. Uh, my first was probably, um, probably your offensive coordinator. Um, or Austin. Austin. I remember watching Austin. A TK Guest was probably oh, like, – I remember being on the sidelines and we're just, you know, him and – uh, Who's running back? James Serena? Yeah, Serena and them. Just Rock, watching yeah. all of them. Yeah. Right. 
Um, that was probably Blake Gardner. We were right. watching him early on. Thompson? Uh, which, yeah. Coach Tom? I don't really see that's the name. We were talking about, I don't really remember. Because Coach Tom, see, he was at Union when I was in high school. So, yeah. when we would play basketball all the time, he would be like, I scouted you, big boy. I know exactly what you're going to do and stuff like that. And I it was so I was like, I don't really rem- remember watching him. Yeah. But I do. I, he has highlights of himself. So that was, uh, watch him, but. I'll be honest. That, I mean, I've told him this, but like that was like, like that was my that was my player. He was my favorite player to watch. But my earliest memory was probably like, uh, who? Uh, can't remember who the, this. It would have been like in the two thousand or two thousand one, going to games. I can't remember who really was playing because I was like six. But I had more memories growing up of of basketball of of yeah. basketball being like the old, old gym, gym yeah. and and watching like Peyton Croft and them playing. Like I remember like any. It was just religion, you know. You had to go watch the district. I mean, you know, if the district uh, tournament was there, I mean, back then, that's just everybody went. It wasn't really a like if you're invested yeah. in the team or whatever it was. It was like, you know, that's what you did. You just it was something to do, you know, for that whole week. It's like, oh man, you know, the the the, the tournament's here this year. We got something to do all week, you know. And so uh, that was more my earliest memories. But I remember watching, you know, Tom play, and I remember watching. TK just do whatever he wanted to do on the field. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it was. But but we went we went through high school in a really good time for rocket football anyway because I I, had some I strong team because I didn't play football in high school, but it was fun going out there and watching JD and and oh, Rodney yeah. and Gage, Gage and just all Dylan, them guys. Yeah, Clark. They made running the football uh, fun. <laughs> it yeah. was fun just I watching mean, them run all over. I, well, I mean, and also, you know, Freebird and everything else. Andrew you know, Andrew Freeman, Freeman yeah. and your uh, Tanner, cousin Tanner. Tanner yeah, yeah, I mean, there was a – I mean, they were stacked, man. That's but, another thing. Oh, you, you good. No, I was just going to say, like, you mentioned uh, Austin and then, like, you had, like, Shantae. Moss was in, in that range, and he was a big playmaker for him. And you said Jeremy Serena. And, yeah, but my that would be my memories would probably be, like, Watching Austin play because we went to Tanner and I went to a bunch of games with Curtis Franklin. He was our pastor at the time at Fredonia. Josh was playing, so we would go with him to to like Caverna and Hancock, a bunch of places, and just got to watch that. I mean, that was that was fun. Uh, that good times. It's making it just that much harder for the new stadium. You yeah. know that that kind of sinking in. That's that's just you know the pits. The pits, the, the pit. pit. The reason the I pits, ask is because. Um, one, it's cool to hear people talk about old rocket football, but another thing we do different is the stats and all the stuff we keep in the old videos. I remember whenever I started running the ball, I, I'm always just curious. I mean, everyone always looks at your personal stats. It doesn't really matter, but it's something I keep up with. And I started running the ball, and I was like, okay, I know previously we've had running quarterbacks, so I wanted to go see stat-wise who it was. And I was like, okay, here we go. And then I found J.D. Gray's JD. rushing stats, and I was like, all right, well, never mind. JD yeah, was, J.D. Gray was my earliest memory. Hey, J.D. Uh, was a The dog. guy I graduated with. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the class of 2010, I was oh, – That man, dude That Lord. dude was uh, – um, he was a he, running back playing quarterback. Yeah, he was <laughs> – Well, we found his film fast. in the cage in Rocket Arena because I was I wanted to watch it. I didn't just see it. I said, I need to see this guy this guy play. So Watching him play baseball was another level. Punt too, returner. Kick returner, he played safety. Hey, he punted the ball. He did everything, man. He was he was the dude. So I yeah, got, so what about the film? No, it, it, the <laughs> film, the film spoke. I got the comparison just talking. It was like uh, Preston Morganson, but kind of the same yeah. shiftiness, yeah. but could run people over yeah. with a little bit bigger well, frame. And the thing with JD too is that he wasn't the fastest guy, but it was just, he was so shifty. Was and that, that's where I see the Morganson in there that. 
it was, you know, he, he would have two guys or three guys on him. You're like, oh, he's down. All of a sudden, you see J.D. out in the middle. You know, like, how did that even you know, happen? You know? Yeah. Yeah. He was he was really fun to watch. And he was that way from uh, Little League oh, all the way dude, through. Dude, we were playing Little League. That I was remember. Because he, play, he played on Caldwell when we were in Little yes. League. And, I mean, he dominated My third grade year, too. the only year I played. Uh, he, he beat it. Like, he beat us. He beat the team like yeah, so we played JD him twice Gray and he beat, beat us. The Rockets, yeah. yeah, I mean it was JD. It was. That was JD. kind of the thing was that I I never will forget it. Um, Scotty Kirk, mm-hmm. okay, he was he was one of our coaches little league, and I remember we were playing, um, which I played defense, and they he uh, JD had gotten hurt. You know, just I mean he just was slow to get up or something like that. And I remember everybody in the huddle was just like, oh, you know, J.D.'s down, J.D.'s And then Scotty was on the sideline, but we were – for some reason we were over on the sideline. And, I mean, he absolutely went off on us. like For – Oh, for just being like – because we were kids, yeah. you know, dumb kids, and we were like, oh, J.D. Gray's down. Oh, man, you know, like we got a chance now. <laughs> and he was just like – it's like, you never root for another person to be hurt. You lost – you know, and if you remember Scotty, he was – you know, he, he, he'd get after get you. Get after but, you. you know, that, but anyway, I, that's one key memory, I, which yeah. I didn't play into. I probably did. But uh, going to what you were saying, Luke, um, no uh, – the the thing that a lot of people do not understand about rocket football too that is completely underrated that I wish more people would talk about is just how well we keep stats and it yeah. goes back even far because I mean I was talking with some friends over at Union County and stuff and you know it that's when it kind of dawned on me they they're they're trying to put stat books together currently I mean they're they're, they're trying to to go back as far as they can past past cage you know yeah. past the website can do and I'm just like. You know, how many CDs do you want to create? And I've got all, you know, in that closet, I've got every file going back, you know, when it was printed off, all the volumes and everything on that. I said, you know, you can pull up anything. Because he was wanting, uh, my friend over at UK was wanting Universe's Crittenden data. Um, and so um, that was just interesting to me. But, I mean, even like in 1A, I mean, we're bar none on keeping up with that stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, we got some good. Because it goes, it goes way general. back. It goes way back. Yeah. So it's it's that's pretty cool. That's yeah. a pretty cool. So 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 you too. did, like you did look up previous stats to see like okay, let me see if I can get catch up with this guy. Yeah, no, it's definitely something. It's just something that's talked about generally because I mean when you keep stats like that, everyone's gonna yeah. look at them, and so everyone's kind of slowly keeping up like Dylan's sack record. Like uh-huh. okay, how many how many does he need? How many games away are we? Um, yeah, there's some records I wish they wouldn't keep in that thing, but, you know, let <laughs> me get those out of there. But, no, it's definitely something um, going into the season you look at while you're in season, something I don't think about. But you set goals, and you want to you wanna meet the goals. So having those stats, is it's awesome. Yeah. That was yeah. kind of the funny thing when, like, Hunter and them were coming through because you were breaking records left and right yeah. because it was a perfect storm of we've, we've changed our offense, and now we got a group of kids that's always been accustomed to that offense, so now we're going to run with it. And – then it's like, well, they're breaking this, you know, any passing record's gone. Yeah. And it's like, well, most of the 80s, you could, you could probably count passes on one hand, you know, you know, exactly. Yeah, no, or downfield or how many yards it was, but it still doesn't change the fact like, that like they the, put up big numbers. It the don't Ballard change that game, fact. The Ballard game where uh, Ethan has 13 catches, 347 yards, just six r- touchdowns. Just ridiculous numbers. I, I, mean, I mean, mad numbers. Ballard had it's the same. same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it just uh, – that was probably a game the defense didn't want to have reported no, no, down on how much they gave up that game. Yeah. But no, it's um, yeah, that yeah, that's pretty cool. It's fun. It was, what's fun though is like because Luke is a senior and we're not, and uh, and just I like how that. I like how, that. We're how early not. our or how our memories go back 
to certain guys, and then and then how his was. Because I, I didn't know, I I didn't know what to expect on what, when yours would be. So I've went cool. to all the football games growing up. Yeah. My parents have went to all of them, but just actually remembering the game that was right. probably the earliest. Well, when you're when you're a young kid, anyway, you're you're focused on the other football game that you're playing yep. on yeah. the other side of the field. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're focused on, definitely. But then once you start, you know, getting into middle school and stuff, you start, you know, what's going, you know, what's going on over yeah, eight, here? Eighth now? grade is when it hits you when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, next year I'm be playing. <laughs> I'm I'm there. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, that's that's cool, man. We uh, we appreciate you coming out, Luke. It's yeah. been it's been really fun. Now that we always say the podcasts that go by really fast. We're an hour and eight minutes in. It don't feel like it. No, it doesn't. So. They do go fast. I do get to ask you something, Luke. So I know that you're playing, so you probably don't get to hear the radio broadcast, but have you ever heard these two call a game <laughs> oh, of yours? Yeah. Have you another, ever, you know, what, no, another good memory, right? So this year we have NFHS, right? Yeah. And so a fun memory I have, you two, you're all's voices, you don't realize it, but have been played in my car about uh, it was after every game right so there's the facebook it's a call on facebook yeah. through wmjl oh, yeah. it was on youtube with um sometimes it was mike i know junior year it was there was always a different crew Dossett was in there at one point before he was coaching yeah, yeah. um and then there was the nfhs didn't have um commentary and then a lot of the times we'll play another team like Caldwell and hancock i know um they have their own crew yeah and so i remember it was after the hancock game uh, me and Dylan, for some reason, had a whole bunch of energy. So as soon as the game's over, the quickest film and thing we can get, because we don't get huddle film until Sunday, the quickest we can watch the game back is either on YouTube or listen to it. And so as soon as the game's over, on the way back from a bus ride that's two and a half hours away, you uh, we would always listen to the Facebook commentary. That's and funny. So, I know that. <laughs> that's so funny. yeah, so me and Dylan got back from the Hancock game and ended up driving to like Waffle House or something because <laughs> we had a bunch of energy and listened to the entire wow. pretty cool. three-hour <laughs> broadcast. Yeah, <laughs> didn't that, realize that, anyone you, would listen to us. I was going to say, and also know? that game had Coach Hodge on it. Coach Hodge was on that one too. Coach, Coach Hodge was walking by and I was giving the – and then he just took over, you know. Yeah. He, he's a natural at it, man. Now, you but, guys have always been – uh, Luke Kreider quarterback fans so I it's, it's good to listen to you guys but no you have no well, idea we appreciate many, you for listening yeah, I didn't know anybody would cool. do that you have so, no yeah. idea how many people listen to that especially on the football team obviously because anyone wants to hear their name go well, that's once true. but that's true. yeah no that's, we, we listen to it that's Evans doings theirs whenever we started I was like I'm everything happens so fast when I'm talking I was like and so he'll fill in he'll be like he, you know this on this tackle this on this and you yeah know, I always I'm try on. to get some names in oh there. yeah that's what's all about Could, man yeah right that's what that's, it's all about that's right that's right but no that's cool man that's, that's cool. really yeah, cool yeah no we, we've we, I've definitely listened to him I, mean, I listened to everyone this season I know wow all right pretty sweet man cool um <laughs> yeah me too um we're gonna have to have you we back sometime fan. I mean you know I mean, yeah. we might, we might I mean, not talk as much rocket football next time, but, yeah. you know. Talk Hopefully about, we'll have some college football. Talk, talk about, about some college ball. Uh, this is being behind the call. We appreciate everybody listening in. Uh, like I said, we'll see you next time. Uh, oh, wait, let me get Mike to Devin there. Yeah, you got to rate, review, subscribe, rate five stars, leave a comment. We'll read it. I, I have to remember to start checking the comments. But Troy, yeah, Troy we'll, comment. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forget what Troy wrote last time. You know, he probably yeah. said something about too much too Titans, much Titans talk. talk. I like the Titans. We didn't talk. Yeah, we did. But we didn't talk that much about them. It was mainly That's Rocket right. football. That's right. We had Luke. We, yeah. we didn't get to talk very much about uh, all A stuff and things like that. But, you know, next week, I plan on, if we can make it again next week, we'll talk more about Rocket basketball and stuff going into it. And then also, of course, 
uh, Coach Joby Hall passed away, yeah. and you know, Kentucky I've actually got a couple. I've actually got a couple stories with him. Well, because I've talked to him several times on the show. Yeah, well, yeah, on the show, I used to call in all the time. But anyway, all right, y'all have a fantastic rest of whatever you're doing. If you're listening to it before work or whatever, and we'll see y'all later. Y'all have a good one.